What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Welcome to the Bombshell Business Podcast, where driven fempreneurs learn how to become more bold, brave, and unwaveringly confident. Turn your dreams into actionable, marketable, and profitable plans and make your business irresistible. Welcome back to the Bombshell Business Podcast. I'm your host, Amber Hurdle, and I'm so grateful that you have taken your precious, valuable time to invest in yourself and to share this time with me and my guest. Today, I am very excited to introduce you to a woman that I have met and and chatted with and um, quizzed her and really know that she knows her stuff and really want you to pay attention to this very smart woman um, because I think what she'll share with you today is going to serve you and your business well in a lot of those areas that just sometimes either seem overwhelming or even a nuisance when you're dealing with your day-to-day operations. So today you will get to hear from Miss Charlotte Chipperfield, who is the founder and CEO of Chipperfield Media LLC. She brings more than seven years of experience in marketing and has built a reputation as an expert through leader, um, or excuse me, as, as an expert, thought leader, and speaker in the digital marketing space. Working with business leaders to transpire thoughtful storytelling behind their brand, creating driven conversation and a healthier bottom line is what Charlotte finds most rewarding. I like that last part a lot. Welcome to the Bombshell Business Podcast, Charlotte. Hi, Amber. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. So we'll dive into some more of that kind of juicy stuff, like a healthier bottom line through leveraging social media. But first, um, I know there are some things that I really connected with you on um, when we were chatting several weeks ago. Um, so tell tell our bombshells a little bit about Charlotte, the woman. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, gosh, I live in the San Francisco Bay Area, which is a beautiful area to live. And I've lived here for almost a decade now, which is kind of crazy. But I grew up in Oregon, um, have been, I don't know, very um, entrepreneur spirited most of my life. And I think for me, I've always wanted to own my own business. And it was just sort of a matter of time before I figured out what exactly that was. And for me, I've always loved writing. Um, It was something I used to do as a kid. I would always loved to be indoors creating books um, versus running around outside. And so I've always loved that storytelling aspect. And then I've also always had a passion for business. I mean, that came a little bit later as I um, was in college, but I love sort of the fundamentals behind it, especially businesses that are out to kind of serve and help other people, if it be through a service or through a product. So I I found that when social media kind of hit, hit the, uh, hit the, the, the internet, if you will. Um, I just found that there was this, this ability for companies to connect one-on-one with their customers and to kind of go beyond just the normal marketing copy. And it was really kind of connecting those customers and telling them stories. And we were able to really focus a little bit more on our why, which I think is where we kind of emotionally connect with one another. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then because I know, um, a lot of my listeners are also uh, foodie and wine lovers. Tell tell us a little bit about your experience in the wine industry, because that certainly interests me. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So I actually moved to California originally to do a harvest internship, which was sort of the, the winemaking process for a winery. 
And from there, I just kind of became a little obsessed. I studied with the quartermaster sommeliers and I ended up working for a number of different wineries, managing tasting rooms. And then um, I also worked in a couple restaurants and just kind of absorbed as much information as possible. And I ended up then shifting over to the marketing side from the hospitality. And that's where I got to work with some very large companies and launching their social media objectives. So for me, um, I still work with a lot of wine clients today, and it's something that I love. <laughs> I'm always willing to talk about wine, and um, it's one of those topics that you can never stop learning. So I think that's that's one of the things I enjoy most about it. Yeah, absolutely. That's my my friends who are not, which there's very few and far between, but they're not wine uh, drinkers. Just total aside here, uh, it's hard to explain that it's not like well, I'm just drinking to like get a buzz. Like that's not at all what this is about, people. It's it's a hobby and it's a it's a like a exploration type thing, just like food is or anything else. So, um, yeah, I just, that's one of the things I love about it too is that you can almost learn about different regions of the world. Yeah, having their wine versus, you know, you don't always have to travel there, but you can really learn and get an idea for their culture and their food. But also like it tastes different. (laughs) Pinot Noir made in France tastes very different than it does in California. And so it is those little nuances and it is kind of almost the wine tells you a story going back to that storytelling again. See, maybe Um, that's it. Maybe that's the connection there for me. (laughs) It is. (laughs) Okay, so now that we've justified everybody's two glasses of wine per day, yep. um, let's talk about <laughs> social media. So there's there's a lot of confusion, and I had um, Brian Boyd on, and we talked a little bit about social media um, and with uh, Media Connect partners and, and Brandstar, and and he had you know some really unique perspectives and and good takeaways. If you had to just like if you wanted to sit a woman down, a female business owner down, and like you only had a few things to say to her where you're like, okay, you've got to get this right. What would those things be? Yeah, I think there's a couple of things. Um, One is to get organized. And I know that sounds maybe kind of obvious, but I think a lot of times business owners, because we're wearing like so many different hats, especially Mm -hmm. when we're starting out, it can be, we kind of fall into this like post when we have time to post versus taking the time to sit down and build out a strategy and think about, you know, what are your overall marketing objectives and then how does social media help support and communicate that? Um, And then also using it as, you know, that communication tool to, to maybe garner more leads. So something I always work on is, you know, using a content calendar, which has been so helpful both in my business, but also for clients. And, and kind of helping you plan out what's coming up this month or next month. So you can sort of build posts out around your objectives and campaigns. So tell me more about that content calendar. What what type of things should a bombshell put in her content calendar? Yeah, absolutely. I always recommend to kind of think about, you know, do you have blog posts going live? Do you have any webinars? Do you have any podcasts? And so knowing when those are going to be ready, then I would start you know, plugging those in. So if you know on the 15th of the month, you know, your blog goes live every month. So you want to build out a couple of posts around that. And so kind of pick four, four topics. I always say like four topics or four buckets that you want to share from. So it might be your original content. It could be creating any how to's or tutorials. Uh, Maybe there's a lot of industry news. So if there's any articles that you want to be sharing, 
So it's sort of building out what are the four main topics that you want to touch on. And it might only be two topics. I always just throw out four because I feel like it's a good balance between creating your own content, but then also sharing relevant news that supports your business. Yeah. So, um, what if I had like, let's just say I'm, you know, main street America, female business owners. So, um, I might be a boutique or a salon or maybe a law firm. Um, uh, it could be a day spa or a, a CrossFit gym or a yoga studio. If you were talking with somebody that had, you know, foot traffic and, um, and, you know, they might be participating in local organizations. What, what, what does that look like for them? And, and maybe, maybe I should back up and say, I, I see that a lot of women, um, they post because they think that they need to post mm-hmm. <laughs> and they don't really understand why they're posting. So maybe let's go back to your comment about like generating leads. Sure. And I think that's a great example if we use sort of a a business that has the foot traffic, because I think ultimately what you're trying to highlight with social media is what is that experience like? So from the moment they either see your website and decide they're going to come in, or maybe they do see a social media post and they go, you know what, I'm going to go check that place out. So what is that whole experience like? And I think the more that you can highlight that, like from the moment they walk in the door through the service they receive, like what does that look and feel like? So there's different ways. I mean, you could have, if you have a dedicated client base and they were willing to do any like video testimonials for you, that would be a a great way to kind of highlight that from a third party recommendation. But I think also, you know, if you're a spa, I think there's so many, so many elements. And I know it's like every day you do the same services and you kind of are used to your business. So I think we kind of almost have to come in with fresh eyes and be like, well, what is this like? And what makes us unique? And, um, you know, people love water fountains, you know, if you have like a therapeutic water fountain and posting about why that's important to kind of take that moment out of the day. So maybe you're a little bit inspirational. So you have inspirational posts, but then maybe you also have posts that are, um, you know, highlighting what the massage is like or what the massage room looks like. Um, maybe you have like a coffee and tea bar that you source local teas from, you know, highlighting different elements that are all part of the experience. And I think that way the customer feels a little bit more confident when they come in because they know what to expect, but they also know kind of the values behind your business that you maybe support other local businesses by sourcing the tea so that it's kind of that sharing the values, but also that experience. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. Um, and, you know, that's what we do, right? When, you, when you're thinking about trying a new place, you ask all your friends, you cyber stalk them. I mean, this is, this is what we do nowadays. You don't just say, oh, this new place opened. I think I'm going to go try it. Like people don't do that anymore. So right. um, the value of giving that behind the scenes, uh, I could definitely see that working. Um, what about um, maybe uh, businesses who want to keep their existing customer base engaged. So maybe they're, yes, one of their goals is to bring in new customers, but the other is to carry on the conversation in between visits. Yeah, no, that's a great one. Um, I think there's so much you can do in creating a specific hashtag for your business and encouraging you know, folks to post their own images of them when they came into your business and what that's like. And I think from there, as you start to grow that following with, with other folks using that hashtag, then you can kind of go into giveaways. I think that's another way to keep your current audience engaged is, you know, give away 
you know, if it be again, going back to the massage thing, maybe it's like a free 30 minute massage. Um, so I think there's a lot of different ways that you can keep people engaged online. So how would you set up a, a giveaway? Um, I know that there's software that you can use, but if, if I'm just, you know, a, a technophobe and, and I own a local boutique and I need to ramp things up a little bit and I decide I'm going to do a giveaway, what does that look like? Yeah. I mean, I'll use Instagram as an example. I see a lot of, um, kind of like food bloggers and, and kind of food-based products. They do a lot of giveaways in that they usually have like three requirements. So in your post caption, you can kind of put like, there's three ways to enter this giveaway. And one of them is usually to like that post. The other one is either to follow, make sure that you are following the company or to go follow, maybe it's a specific product that you're giving away that you sell in your business. So make sure that you're also following that company and then usually to tag a friend in the comments. Mm-hmm. And then from there, I think it's just a matter of, I would put names into kind of a bucket or a hat or a spreadsheet and kind of pick one from there. Um, you want to make sure it's as true and honest as possible. You don't want to just be like, hey, I like, you know, Amber's name. So I'm going to choose right. Amber's winner. Um, but you want to make sure that it's definitely, it's not biased or anything. Okay. Awesome. So great idea. What about hashtags? Um, I joke, I mean, I, I know how to use them and I know what they're for. Um, but I say that I'm a hashtag abuser because they've also turned into almost a way to communicate an aside. And it's, it it could be a little punchy or, you know, maybe some added sarcasm or, or whatnot. Um, so for somebody that doesn't really understand the power of real hashtags of like why you would use a hashtag for real, not just to be silly. Um, can you explain that? Sure. Absolutely. Um, and I think to your point too, sometimes our sarcastic hashtag is (laughs) very effective too. So I think it depends (laughs) a little bit on your, your brand and your brand voice, but, um, yeah, hashtags, I always explain it as being sort of a topic of conversation. So if you're, you know, hashtag spa, Um, when you click on that, you're actually going to find everyone, businesses and personal who are posting or talking about spa. Um, and so it allows your content to get out beyond just your followers. So it's to other people who have similar interests or likes. So it's another great way, you know, to make sure that your content is, is getting exposed to as many people as possible. I think it's important if, especially if you have a local business, which I know a lot of my bombshell listeners are local um, to their area. There, There's usually, if you'll look around at other um, businesses in your area, whether it's the side of town that you're on or if it's your, um, but your industry or your competitors or, you know, even just your city name, um, maybe your um maybe your chamber of commerce has a hashtag, you know, leverage those leverage, not just your industry, but your, your local hashtags as well. And then like, um, Charlotte said, create your own, I think is a great strategy. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so let's talk a little bit. I, I do want to, I want to talk a little bit for the consultants and the coaches and online marketers who, who listen as well. Um, I, I, feel like sometimes I ignore y'all. So I do, I do apologize. I just know that most of the feedback that I get, most of the, the heartfelt emails and, and the messages on social media, they're generally local female-owned businesses. But I, I want to acknowledge 
the other listenership and, and talk about how social media can be used when you don't have a, a building that somebody can walk into. Like what, like somebody like me, who's, you know, I'm a speaker and an author and a podcast and those sort of things. So like, unless you're going to come to my office, which you're welcome to do, um, there's no reason for me to have a storefront. So can you explain maybe how social media could be leveraged for a somebody in one of those positions? Yeah, no, that's great. I think I'm in the same position too, where <laughs> yeah. um, you can come to my office, but it's not a storefront either. So um, with the service-based businesses, it's, I think, like you said, you're generating a lot more content too. So if it be writing a book or writing blogs, you're usually using a lot of content marketing to kind of attract clients. And so I think the more that you can kind of repurpose that content to keep sharing. So maybe it's you pull out different quotes from your blog posts and you share it over a couple of weeks. I think that's really important to kind of make that content live as long as possible. But I think you can also create, you know, I would create the content that best suits like your business and your personality. So how do you display your expertise and your thought leadership through either writing or video for me, I'm kind of uncomfortable on video, but I'm actually pushing myself to launch a YouTube channel. Um, <laughs> I would much prefer to sit and write a blog post, but I also know that, you know, video is kind of the trend that's happening. And there's a lot of people who are, would rather watch a video than read a blog post. So I would start with what makes you most comfortable and then you can kind of grow into the different mediums. But I think ultimately the more that you can highlight your expertise and your thought leadership, that is what's going to sort of attract people and, and think of you as the expert in your field. Yeah, good, good stuff. Let's talk a little bit about tools. Um, what type of tools would you recommend? Um, maybe, maybe give a few tools for a beginner, like, oh my gosh, I have no clue what I'm doing. I'm just starting my business and all the social media stuff is so overwhelming. What type of tools would you suggest for them? And then we can move on to maybe more of an intermediate type tool. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think if you're just getting started with social media, I would get as familiar with the native platforms as possible. So make sure you really understand kind of where everything is on your Facebook business page, how to edit that, where the analytics are. Um, I think, you know, Facebook in itself is such its own sort of robust tool because you can schedule posts in there and then you can get pretty extensive analytics. So mm -hmm. definitely get familiar with the platforms, the Instagram, Twitter, and just really know how those tools operate first. And then I think once you know how they work and you want to start scheduling posts, I would move to like Hootsuite or Buffer is another one I like. It's a little bit... I love Buffer. Yeah, I feel like it's a little bit more user-friendly. I feel like Hootsuite can kind of get overwhelming when you create a lot of different dashboards and yeah, they have... Um, they both great, have paid Great levels. listening tool. It's a great listening tool, but... It is. Buffer is just kind of the easy button, which I prefer. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. So I will link to those in the show notes. I think those are also in, I've got um, tools that I use resources page on my website. And I think those are, are both in there as well, but we'll add them to the, the show notes. Um, wh what about if, okay, so um, I have got myself familiar. I know enough about my social media, about my voice, my company voice. I know sort of maybe some of the promotions that I want to um, get out on, on social media, talk about the sales or new products, or maybe some of the behind the scenes like you talked about, but I just don't have the time to do it. And I tried to turn it over to a team member, but they're not doing it right. So now I'm thinking about hiring somebody to do it for me, but I'm scared 
because they're not here in the store and they just, I mean, I just don't know how they're going to get my business if they're not here. So talk to me about hiring a you or somebody like you and what they need to be looking for if they're considering outsourcing their social media marketing. Yeah, that's a great question. And I think no matter what you're hiring for, if you for social media or any other kind of consultancy, I think you've always got to make sure that there's sort of a personality match, I feel like. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's a female entrepreneur thing, but I always feel like <laughs> I need that connection. <laughs> yeah. Um, but then I think also ask a lot of questions about the process and how they work. Um, I know there's a lot of social media companies that you can pay very minimal fee and they're just going to post a bunch for you. Yep. Where that's great if you just want to have posts, but I think there's a lot more strategy that goes into it. And so even something I do is I have a, a fairly extensive onboarding process before I ever create a social media post for you. And I want to make sure that I know your brand inside and out. Um, and we will actually spend anywhere from two to four weeks really understanding the business and then the overall marketing strategies. And then we'll put together social media strategies that support those marketing strategies before we start creating the posts. Because again, we want to be very intentional behind our posts, but not um, just kind of throwing things against the wall and seeing what sticks. So I like to to make sure there's sort of more of a process involved. So there's sort of that 10,000 foot view of what are we doing and why are we doing it? Yeah. So I think it's, you want to look for that partnership as well. Cause I, I definitely work with, you know, businesses that are on the other side of the country. And so I can't be there every day to take photos. So I think it's a matter of also kind of helping companies, you know, if they do, if they can't afford a photo shoot to take photos of their product, or if they just spend a day going around taking their own photos with their iPhone, which is totally acceptable. Right. And just sort of having a, a library of images that we can pull from to support the different objectives. Yeah, and I think it's funny too because, um, and maybe I used to be guilty of this myself. Maybe sometimes I still am, but a, a lot of um, female business owners are, you know, they just want it to be just right and perfect. And well, if I can't have a photographer come in and take a gajillion photos, then I just won't do anything at all. And um, and I think, and correct me if I'm wrong on this, Charlotte, but from what I have read and researched that more um, homegrown type photos get more interaction anyways because it's it looks like it's in a natural part of your newsfeed. So instead of looking like an ad, it looks like your friend who just took a picture and posted it to Facebook or, or whatever or Instagram. Um, and so I think some of that perfectionism tends to get in our way. Um, so just like doing it and, and then getting better as you go is a much better strategy than... <laughs> Yeah, no, I I completely agree. And I've had people be very hesitant about using their iPhone, but I'm like, no, it's got a great camera. In fact, I actually use that over my professional camera more often than not. Yeah. So it's, um, no, I think as long as you've got maybe some natural light, because that's always the best way to take photos. Um, You can take, maybe move products in front of a, a window to take it. But yeah, I think, I think we've all seen the Instagram photos that are always perfectly, (laughs) perfectly put together. And I just, it's not as authentic. I mean, it works for certain brands or certain individuals, but, um, I would just, it goes back to your brand and kind of be authentic to that. Yeah. The thing, the trend that, um, you know, and I I think it's fine to, to do a little bit of, of trends because, you know, obviously they're working, but the, the brands that are just, you know, they're doing the same exact stylized picture of, you know, the, 
the notebook next to the laptop with the magnolia or the the flower you know it's just like okay we've seen it <laughs> we have seen that picture <laughs> we've seen that picture with a quote on it we've seen that picture with whatever special you have so um at least maybe maybe that's just my own personal opinion um innovation is one of my uh, personality triggers so i just like i want to see something different like show me show me what makes you different don't show me how you're just like everything else that i can i can choose from um that commoditizing yourself is is extremely dangerous so um yeah yeah that's, no, I that's agree. my soapbox moment for the day <laughs> <laughs> no I'm with you and I think I'm even guilty of using an image like that but it's uh yeah that and like the marble ca- countertops it's <laughs> yeah well and I do too don't get me wrong like I've got a sales page with a with a picture just like that because you want to say like okay I'm gonna do this online for you so obviously that's an image but I'm just saying when it's every single picture yeah it's no it's exhausting it does <laughs> that's that's when I'm like unfollow there's nothing relevant that I'm seeing here I, I want to support this person but it's just getting boring so right um so let's talk about that too like because you made such a great point of you you are so familiar with your business that you're kind of like you have to come in with a fresh set of eyes so if if you're just inundated with the in the day for the day, the operational stuff, the people calling in, you know, sick or coming in late or employee turnover, customer service or ordering the product or whatever that is. And you just can't see the forest for the trees. How would you recommend a business owner take a step back to, to look at their, what they're promoting via social media with a fresh perspective? Do you have any strategies that you take your clients through? Yeah. I mean, I think there's, sort of an opportunity there as well for the behind the scenes aspect of that. Um, Obviously you don't want to be showing, you know, our employees showed up later, they're sick today, (laughs) but I mean, what is your ordering process like? Um, And what does that look like? Maybe it is just you sitting at a computer, but, um, or maybe there's a catalog and you can kind of take a snapshot and be like, I'm super excited that we're going to have this. And you can almost tease that that product's going to be there. Um, And then I think also, you know, if you can carve out just a couple of minutes to, to kind of walk through your business. And it's like, what are the key differentiators? Like, why do people come here over our competitors? Um, and, and maybe it's even, again, doing a live video that shows, you know, when the new products do come in. Um, maybe it is a client consult that you just, you know, maybe it's a makeover for a client and they just got a brand new dress and they're really excited about this event they're going to. And maybe you oh, can yeah. kind of walk through that process of like, how do you, how do you fit someone with their new um, dress on? And so I think there's a lot of little details that we do take for granted in our business, but we can kind of keep, keep um, kind of highlight on, on the different social media platforms. Gotcha. So maybe like a brainstorming session, a, 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 maybe with a glass of wine. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> that always helps. I mean, we always got to add that glass of wine in, in there. That just helps everything all the time. It does. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, so so many good things to take away from here, um, and then and then there's I'm sure people who want to learn more or go deeper. So 
You can find Charlotte at chipperfieldmedia.com. You can email her at charlotte.chipperfield at gmail.com. And then she's on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and Snapchat, um, which she is brave. I, I just figured that is my kid's social profile media. <laughs> so I think I don't get into that too much. <laughs> um, but all of that will be linked in the show notes. Um, so that you can go and, and explore more about her. But you also have a free gift for my bombshell. So can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, absolutely. I'm really excited to um, share with everyone that our content calendar template. So it's the same one that I use in our business. And then it's also one that I use with our clients. And so it's really helpful. And I think it's got a couple different tabs on it. And the first one is sort of looking at your overall annual content goals. And then the following tab is like your individual months. You can totally copy that for each month that you're doing social posts and it breaks it down by day, a time, platform, what your caption is going to be, what your image is. So it really helps you kind of get organized and, and start planning. Awesome. Love it. Okay. So that is a huge, valuable tool that I want you to um, download. So you'll go to amberhurdle.com forward slash podcasts with an S, look for Charlotte's episode. And then I will have a link to um, to that content calendar on Charlotte's website. You can grab that and start implementing that. And, you know, if you have a team, sit down with your team and talk about what is it like to be a customer here? And maybe you have your favorite customers come in. Maybe you do like a little coffee bar. Maybe you give them a little gift bag of goodies and you ask them about their experiences and if they would do a testimonial for you. Um, of course, let them know before you get there or before they get there. But there's just, there's so many different ways that you can do that. I am the world's worst myself. Um, I, I, on, I mean, I get it. Like you, you get busy and then social media is one more thing. So um, Charlotte, thank you so much for being on the Bombshell Business Podcast today and sharing your gifts with us. Oh, thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. Absolutely. So you guys go find her at chipperfieldmedia.com and um, tune in for our next episode. And of course, as always, I love hearing from you in between um, episodes. I love when you email me and you tell me your story and what's going on. Um, the truth be told, I give away free advice every single time that I get an email. I just can't help myself. So I love hearing from you. Make sure you you give me an, a, a buzz back and let me know what you learned about um, your own social media. And um, we will see you on the next episode. Thanks for listening to the Bombshell Business Podcast. Visit AmberHurdle.com for more resources and be sure to tune in again. Cheers to you, Bombshell.